Alante here. Before I start this week's episode, I want to thank you for taking time to listen to this audio blog. Blackened in Grad School was created to encourage and empower women and people of color to and through the grad school journey. Enjoy! Hey y'all, it's Alante with another episode of Black and in Grad School. And today we're going to talk about um, a couple things, uh, mostly a recap of the last month or so in my life since it's been about seven or eight episodes since I've had a solo. And um, it's called Emotional Roller Coaster because that is really what I, how I've been feeling the last couple of weeks. And I'm just ready to share with you all, give you an update, just let you know how things are going on my end since the whole point originally of the podcast was to share, you know, my story, my take on this grad school struggle. So first, we're going to start with lessons from the trap. And admittedly, I have been in such a grind mode that I have not been listening to new music as much as I usually do. Um, And also Becoming by Michelle Obama came out, which, oh my gosh, you guys such a good book such a good book even though I haven't been reading it physically I have an audible account and I've been listening to it on audible and I definitely encourage you all to listen or read to that book especially if you are a woman or a person of color in graduate school she speaks about some of her experiences and I mean it just resonates in a really amazing way um such a good book oh my gosh I have like 20 minutes left I cannot wait to finish it um so with that (laughs) Today's Lesson from the Trap is a super old song, but from one of my like favorite albums, um, Get Lifted by John Legend. And he has a song called Live It Up. And the rest of the album, for the most part, or the first half of the album, rather, is about, you know, this relationship he's in where he's being shysty. And then he's like, I love you and let's make it work with ordinary people, which is like a very popular John Legend song um but that album I can sing front and back I freaking love this album but one song I do love a lot is Live It Up and um this is on the second half where it's just kind of about family and really positive vibes in that second half of the album and so um it's about this is his this is his um first album so this is like his release on a label and so it's like starts with um you know we've been struggling for such a long time working here and there just to get by it's finally time for me to get mine and that's like where the that's where the song starts and I'm just like yes man you know my backstory and my life um you know I haven't been working that much but doing work you know to get by and then like is the time is here right like in grad school making it to this point it's finally time for me to get mine and and beyond just working here and there to get by it's beyond that is to be comfortable and then he says no we don't have to struggle at all because now every day is feeling like Friday I'm getting paid and doing it my way and um this is more so for the life that is to come and trying to <laughs> visualize and think of what it will feel like on the other side of finishing this program. That's where I'm at right now is thinking about, man, I cannot wait to feel this way and the way that he expresses his feelings in this song. I can't wait to feel that way. Cause right now I'm not doing it, but I'm taking the strides, right? We're all making those strides to, to get to that point, right? Where it feels good. Every day's feeling like Friday. Ooh, getting paid. Ooh, yeah. I cannot wait to get paid. Oh my gosh. Um, 
so then there's like the chorus and stuff and then the second <laughs> the second step starts with like no more putting it in Lil Way because Bua got the money today and I'm like yes you know every now and then even though Lil Way doesn't exist anymore I definitely you know have to save up for certain things and have to put my own personal finances in a layaway system for certain things. And like, I got the money today. <laughs> That's, I can't wait to feel that way <laughs> where I'm not like thinking about, Oh, okay. I want to buy these boots. All right. Well, so I could buy them in two months. Cause I'll save the money for them. Um, and then we're finally on our way, baby. Now it's time to celebrate. And just thinking again about that future place that I'll be in where I can really just enjoy and embrace this experience and in a, in a, place of remembering it and what I learned and what I gained through this program and the growth that I that it happened in the time that I was in this program and celebrating those things just kind of again thinking about what it will be like in the future and just remembering that there is an end um, to this journey not to say that it's been bad so far but you all know it's grueling and so just wanting to feel light and happy um about what will happen later <laughs> helps. Um, and so this is a really great song. It's kind of ballady, but it has like a really good beat. Oh, I mean, if you haven't listened to Let's Get Lifted somehow, it is such a good album. Oh my gosh. John Legend, the original album, loved it. Um, so that's my lesson from the trap today. Um, so like I said, I wanted to do a recap of pretty much the month of November and kind of what's been going on. So at the high level... This semester, um, I am preparing for my second set of comprehensive exams. Um, and as you know, I'm in these two programs. So the second program, the structure of the comprehensive exam is part A and part B. So part A is a paper that is supposed to be publication quality that um, encapsulates a study that you've done that is has an engineering component and also a public policy component so the point of the program that I'm in the engineering and public policy program um, and and actually Travis shared a lot of this in his episode the balanced scholar the program teaches us how to um, help inform and do research around public policy as it relates to highly technical topics so my topic being autonomous vehicle technology so my project is looking at how um, public transit agencies can incorporate shared autonomous shuttles or shared autonomous vehicles into the existing public transit systems that they have and the cost effectiveness of doing that and so I've been working on this paper literally yesterday I submitted my first kind of like full draft of the paper and so I'm waiting for edits back from my editor I mean my advisors and I'll be working on that until December 21st and then there's part b which is the actual exam where you get six days to answer a question um that again has that highly technical uh detail but we have to help give some sort of public policy related um analysis and information and like suggestions for maybe recommendation or recommendations for how to deal with the issue and so um you have to use like certain like analysis tools and know which ones you're supposed to be using and or if you use the wrong I guess the quote-unquote wrong one reasoning why you use that analysis tool over another so um that is the structure and then you have to do a oral exam um oral presentation of your research but you don't have to do an oral oral defense of your answer you do not 
right okay so um either you have to pass both parts to pass the comprehensive exam um there of course are variations of things that will happen to certain people uh but my goal is to pass both because if i pass both that means i will be done with all my comprehensive exam stuff and all i have left is my thesis slash dissertation proposal and um you can do that the following fall right so i could be doing that fall 19 is doing that presentation but all in all this process the comprehensive exam process is pretty much the entire fall semester and then the first week in january so the first from the fourth through the tenth i will be taking my second set of comprehensive exams so um there's and then I have to present, I think, by like the 14th or so. And then I have a uh, then there's a meeting on the 29th of January that tells us whether or not we passed the comprehensive exam. Uh, I mean, the entire well, yeah, the entire thing. So pretty much it's like this this semester and then the full month of January, I'll be like in comprehensive exam mode. So um, with that, it does feel in some ways a little bit more daunting than my civil comprehensive exam process where that process as I shared um in previous episodes was you have to ask four questioners they give you a question you have four days to answer four questions and then you have to defend your answers in a meeting and then they tell you if you passed or not so while it's more straightforward there's a little bit more variation in the content because the four people can ask um your set of four people can ask all types of different questions with varying levels of difficulty. And so as a result, it's just a little bit like a lot more unknown. Whereas in this program, everyone gets one question and they have to answer that one question. So like the entire cohort gets one question, they have to answer it. And then they just kind of determine if it's good enough uh, or PhD level work or not. So with that, um, I there that's kind of the difference between the two this department so EPP they um have a course that we have to take and we don't have to it's an optional course but everyone takes it um in the fall that helps us learn how to think through answering the part b and in addition to taking the class um also a smaller like a subset of my cohort members we met um, and like studied different ways to do analysis and went over analysis tools and how to use them, how to set them up and did a practice um, question together to kind of just really, really solidify that we know what we're doing when it's time to take the exam. And we like keep each other in check and answer questions in our Slack group. Um, in addition to that, um, and I'm just sharing the ways that I've been preparing. I also have been talking to people who took the went through this process last year or the year beforehand and also our department has like um, awards for your part a and part b like best part a and best part b and fortunately two of my friends three of my friends have had the best um part a's or part b's so i talked to them like at first i was like i want to have the best part b or best part a in my department or my, the best part a in my cohort um and i think that that is a a great goal and helps me to like really work hard however um now that i have two weeks until the thing is due i'm a lot more like i just want to pass i want to pass it i don't want to be at the bottom but i definitely don't need to be at the top <laughs> so i've adjusted my own expectations um but really again wanting to do well and want to definitely give my best effort but 
again, the point is to pass um, and to move to the next milestone. So I have been taking that approach versus like trying to kill myself to have the best part A. Or or I don't know about the part E B, but you know, definitely the part A has a little bit more control because that's a research paper. So that's what I've been doing to prepare. And as because of that, um, my study skit like the difference in the two also is that with civil, because there wasn't like a set um like way to study, I had to study on my own and as such I did a lot of that during Christmas break. And if you're if you are an older listener you've been listening for a while last year this time um I had a lot of family stuff going on my grandfather was in the hospital my entire the entire like month of December like very very ill um my dear dear friend had a sudden death in her family and so it just was really hard to focus and to study for the comprehensive exam and I was also just exhausted from my first semester as a PhD student so it was it was just kind of hard but on the other so it was hard to study and the fact that I had to continue studying me I never really got a break last year like I'd be going 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 whereas this year because I had the course I already had study groups I've talked to my friends i I'm hoping (laughs) that week of Christmas and New Year's, I will not be studying or doing anything heavy related to my research. Like I'm really going to take that week and just let my brain take a break because on the 4th, I'll be, you know, stressing out with the comprehensive exam. So that part I do like that I actually get a break where last year, I mean, I feel like I ended up taking a break, but it wasn't really a break because I was so, you know, overwhelmed with what was going on in my personal life that the academics just end up taking a back burner to that versus and so that was actually just additional stress knowing that I should be studying but it's too much going on in my world to give it the attention it deserves um whereas this time it's like okay I can actually just take a break because I've been studying for this the entire semester so not like if I don't know it now oh well but I'm more prepared and and I'm prepared in a different way and the structure is different so it's been a little bit more conducive to me again being able to take that break so I'm really looking forward to that week of breathing and working on podcast stuff um so that is kind of that high level stuff that's going on one really quick great moment that happened is um I've been given the opportunity to mentor and develop a relationship with a freshman here on campus. Um, She's from Atlanta and was having some challenges. She's in one of my advisors classes and he asked if, you know, I would meet with her for coffee. And we just, oh my gosh, y'all, we just really clicked. Um, And she was sharing some of the unfortunate things that have been happening to her in her classes. And we just were able to really talk. And, you know, I tried to do my best to encourage her through what she was going through and give her some advice. And um, she just really took to me and I took to her. And I'm just really excited. Like, oh, my gosh, is this what it would be like if, you know, I I wasn't a a grad advisor and I met my students and we just clicked and da-da-da-da and mentoring. And it was really exciting. And I, I felt very honored that my advisor even thought enough of me that I would be a good person for her to talk to and to help her through navigating her college experience. So that gave me all the good vibes and good feelings. And it's been um, just really nice getting to know her. Uh, Next. So yeah, I have like a couple things that have happened, but I'm getting, this is the second half. The second half is all going to go into the topic of the week. So it's going to be good. Um, Next, I went to homecoming. Oh my gosh. I was at Jiho. Oh, 
uh, if you remember episode eight or if you go back and listen to episode eight, it's called Grad School Sacrifices Suck, where I did not go to homecoming last year. And I was so sad and just was like, this is the worst thing ever. Why would I come to grad school if it means I'm not going to go to homecoming? And so this year I was like hell bent on making sure that I made it. And so I, I really did have a lot of fun. I knew that I was going, so I did my best to get all my work done before I went, um, you know, have all, all the things organized. My little money was straight, you know, just I really felt like when I landed in North Carolina that I had done a pretty good job of being prepared for that summit, that weekend, like having my meetings was going, my meetings were going smoothly with my advisors. I was making, you know, enough progress where they were satisfied things. I was in a really good place and. I felt like for the first time since I had ever been in grad school, right, from my master's program to now, I had a guilt-free weekend. Like, I didn't feel guilty at all that I did not open my laptop for three days. Like, there was not an inch of guilt. I just was like, I'm having such a good time, and I really deserve this, and I am just happy, right? Um... Like, were things perfect? No, but I wasn't, I had been, I hadn't gotten to a place where I wasn't always criticizing myself for not spending every waking moment working. And so that was just really, really nice. And I got to hang out with my best friend, like my best friend from college, Joy. Of course, we went together because we went to A&T. My best friend, Chelsea, who lives in Chicago, she came. Kelsey came down from um, Virginia. Brittany came. Our friend Tyra came. My friend Brandy came. It was a big crew of us. We had a great time um and Onique came so I'm like I feel like I'm forgetting somebody so it was like a bunch of us just hanging going out you know I had been working out so I felt like I was looking cute my little outfits you know just really 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 a blessing and just a breath of fresh air to not be talking about school to not be thinking about school um and even the podcast that weekend I didn't Usually Saturdays, I spend my entire day working on the podcast. I got to just have like a, you know, a carefree Saturday. Um, It was just really, really nice. Um, And I just felt like balanced. And I had finished all the stuff for the Balanced Scholar Challenge. And so that was starting um, that that Monday. I just really was feeling like, yeah, Lante, I'm on top of things. I'm out here. Woo woo. (sighs) It was great. I mean, homecoming was great great I had so much fun but in like the cruelest like plot twist um I flew in back to Pittsburgh that Monday I got in about noon and I have my meetings with my advisors at four and I'm on this high like yeah man I'm just out here getting this work done I'm ready for my meeting I had done some work before I left I just hadn't presented to them so I was going to present it to them that day and I just really was like yeah balance scholar starts today I'm about to have my meeting. I'm going to go for a run. I'm just, I am balanced. Yes. And this work is done. And I have fun. Yeah. And then I get to my advisor's office and in my meeting, like my advisor, one of my advisors asks me like a really simple question about my model. And I don't really know what he's talking about. Like I'm not understanding. So they're giving me suggestions to make changes. And I'm like, sluggish my brain just feels really sluggish so I'm like okay can I um record this meeting because I'm I just feel like I'm not capturing what you're trying to say I need to listen to it later like yeah no problem blah 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 so I'm just listening and trying to answer questions but I'm like forgetting where that information is or like oh where'd you get that number like oh it's not in the notes on the side of the excel sheet oh it's not oh my gosh um 
I don't know. I'm not sure where I got that from, but I know I got it from somewhere. I didn't make it up. Um, or, oh, okay, well, you should do this instead of that. And I just was like, I'm so confused. And I don't even know what question to ask him to clarify what I'm confused about. Um, and then my brain goes, this is what you get for not working this weekend. This is what happens when you don't work and when you decide you want to have fun. And so I'm still trying to like, you know, ignore that negative self-talk and trying to get through my meeting. And he says, like, they make another comment and like a, like a thug tear, y'all, a thug tear comes down, which has happened before. And, and um, usually it's real quick, like a, just a little, ooh, like <laughs> almost as if a, an allergy kind of like tear he does not uh, cause warning in the conversation or anything. <laughs> and then I don't even I can't even tell you what was said exactly, but I feel like I was asked like maybe three or four questions and I just was having a hard time answering them and my brain was the whole time is just like that's what you get. You do not how dare you have a a, a good guilt free weekend thinking that you could do that. How dare you tell other people or try to share what you know about being balanced with people and look at you now. You don't even know what you're talking about. And y'all, the, that negative self-talk loop was beating me up. I couldn't even hear what my advisors were talking about anymore because I was, I mean, just absolutely degrading myself in my mind. And I promise you the question was kind of like, well, can you highlight this cell so I can see the calculation? It wasn't even like a super hypercritical um, request and I just started crying I just felt so guilty all of a sudden for having a guilt-free weekend like I felt bad about not feeling bad like you know here I am finally um you know feeling like I've gotten a good handle on this grad school thing and then everything comes crumbling down because I don't know the answer to a question and so I really don't I didn't deserve that weekend I didn't deserve to feel feel good about things I definitely didn't deserve to be talking to you all about you know my experiences and it just felt crappy and I started crying so um but I'm like still uh, you know I I tried my best to be a strong person so I like (laughs) you know, took that deep breath, like, I'm okay. And I kept going with the meeting, like for like 10 or 15 more minutes. I'm like, Nope, it's fine. I'll be all right. And so we kept kind of going and I'm trying to just push through even though my voice is cracking a little bit. And then I just can't even control anymore. So I asked them, you know, can I please um, take a moment to get myself together? So I go to the bathroom and like, y'all like the boohoo, (laughs) like that type of crying. It's coming out of me because I, that, again, it's not even what's going on in the meeting. It's that negative self-talk that happens sometimes. I feel like as graduate students, we are people who are really striving to be our best. And any moments that don't feel like your best just are amplified. And, and again, my negative self-talk loop was just going in. And I couldn't stop it anymore. Like, it had taken over. So um, I got back to the meeting and I asked if we can reconvene and I apologize for being unprofessional. I'm like, you know, I apologize for coming in here and, you know, losing my cool. But let's maybe meet later this week or just have our meeting next Monday. And I promise I will have answers to your questions and it won't go like this next time. And, you know, my advisors, were, they're really supportive. They're like, you know, it's okay. This happens to everybody. Like one of my advisors was like, I had lost count of the amount of times I cried in my advisor's office by the time I graduated. 
And, you know, we're only asking questions to, you know, strengthen your work. We're not trying to attack you. You know, we don't want you to feel attacked. And I di- and I genuinely never felt attacked. It was me being upset with myself. And so, um, and I got upset about being upset. And then I just was feeling horrible. And this cycle was just really, really, who getting the best of me. So, um, with that, I kind of want to talk about combating negative self-talk and the emotions that can come along with those and um the first thing I've learned and the first thing I want to talk about is something that I've learned in therapy and it has been really useful for me is um asking myself in those moments when I have this negative scenario going on for example you know I should have never went on that trip I should have never went to homecoming you know that's why I don't know what's going on or I'm having a bad meeting right now. I can ask myself or I try to ask myself, what else could be true? What else beyond that trip, um, you know, quote unquote, messing me up with school could be true. Um, And so I have to really think about that. Uh, and so for that example, I gave you something else that could be true would be like, maybe school maybe this wasn't a good day for a meeting because not because I've been gone um but you know maybe this was a bad meeting because the question he asked me I didn't have written down and I should have done that before you know regardless of the trip I should have just made that step earlier and it was an oversight not because I'm incompetent but I made a mistake because I'm human or I forgot something because I'm human um so just trying to think about what else could be true in that situation um has helped me sometimes create other alternative less you know dire uh scenarios that are happening in that moment or in that situation so that's kind of what I was trying to do. And the next thing I suggest is get a get a small list of people that you can call in, in case of grad school emergencies. So I knew in that moment I was so upset and like my own brain was not on my side. Like, I mean, it was even after the meeting, I was still going way in. Um, and, and that question I ended up having to ask myself that evening, not at 445 when the meeting was ending but that night at 1030 when I was going to sleep to console myself um but when I got in the car at 445 I called my people and so the three people I called is Kelsey my friend who has her PhD already Maurice he has his PhD already and my friend Liza who is a, a third year here um and so I called Kelsey uh, actually, and I ended up talking to them in this order, Kelsey, Maurice, and Liza. So Kelsey answered. She called me right back. She was in a meeting with a student, and she called me right back. And I told her what happened. And she was super duper duper, you know, affirming. Like, no. And she was at homecoming, too. So it was like, oh, no, Alante, you absolutely deserve, you know, a trip. You have to take a break. Your work requires a break. You know, really kind of building me back up. You know, everyone has bad meetings. It's okay. You know, it does not mean that you are not fit for grad school, that you cannot be, you know, um, in grad school and enjoy your life. Like, it's okay. 
So she was great. Oh, my gosh. Made me feel so much better. She's um, super independent. She's like, you know, go for a walk, you know, get some fresh air and take a break and then try, you know, to get back to work tonight if you if you if you have to, you know, but just still take a moment to just kind of get your thoughts back and then, you know, move forward. So that was great. Like Kelsey, love her. Maurice, who I love, you know, I love and I know I needed this too, gave me a little bit more tough love, right? So I had someone affirming, followed by someone who was much more direct. He was very, 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 very like, I'm here to get this job done. I will spend all my time on this work and then I will live after. I feel like that was more or less his approach while he was in grad school, um, where Kelsey traveled and did a lot really in her personal life in addition to, you know, getting through her PhD program. And so he was like, okay, you tried to go, you know, that's fine and well, but why would you have a meeting the same day you fly in? And why would you, you know, maybe you need to go for three days. Why couldn't you just go like on Saturday? Or, you know, just like if you're going to be doing stuff, you know, he's he's like, it's grind time. That's your, the reason you're in school is to get this Ph.D. And so that is where you need to have your attention. And so I think that um, that was necessary too. like, yeah, I did mess up and it could have been avoided. So, you know, I need to make sure it doesn't happen again. It grounded the fluffy and the love and the affirmation I got from Kelsey. And lastly, um, I talked to Liza because she is here. She understands what the situation is at our school, the context of the way that we can move and maneuver as graduate students where we are. And she's ahead of me in the program. And so she kind of helped me strategize for what to do next time um, as far as meetings and travel and stuff like that. And so um, I really, really was appreciative to, you know, kind of my my ICE crew, my in case of emergency crew that were able to support, um, I just support me through that moment, right? Um, it was great. And it's not something like that I couldn't have talked to other friends about, but I was really, the thing, the, the thing to me that's important is having people who are in or have been in your shoes and the position that you are in that can provide advice. Like my mother was loving and like, Oh no, Alante, you totally deserve to go on that trip. You know, I hope you don't think that, but there's a difference in having again, that conversation with someone who has exact has, who knows what that feels like and has been in those shoes. And so you're in case of emergency crew should at least include one or two people who have been through that experience who can help you through the experience. So I think that was really, really useful for me in that moment. And then I did go for a walk after that. I ended up going for a walk. Um, there's a park near my house and I just took a break so I could regroup so I could focus on the rest of the evening and the work that I did. And also my advisors, even in that moment, like we're like, again, told me that this was normal and that they still supported me and were super supportive. And so finally, the last thing um, about really the emotional response, like if you if this happens to you or you have an emotional response during a meeting or in a place that you did not want to have it, remembering that this is still a professional setting. And there is space for emotional responses, for sure. I Googled all this afterwards because I was like, this is crazy. Um I don't really believe I literally cried in this meeting. <laughs> so um, I just Googled like what to do when you cry after a meeting and what, how do you handle it? And because, because I wanted to handle it professionally, because I do take my work um, seriously and I don't want my, I don't, 
want I know that there's already kind of like a blurriness to advisor and advisee relationships um however I I still view it as a very very professional um relationship that happens to kind of like bleed over a little bit into personal for me and that's the way that my situation is of course that can vary greatly by anyone's experiences and the person who's your advisor relationship you have with your advisor can be extremely friendly with the professional or you know whatever but again this is what I did I ended up I met with my main advisor um first individually and kind of let him know what was going on and apologized again for my actually I didn't really apologize for crying but just kind of let him know what was going on and how I'm gonna you know make sure it doesn't happen again um the advisor who was asking me questions, I sat down with him very briefly to just kind of say, you know, I want to acknowledge what happened. And I want you to know, I don't want you to, um, I value, this was, I value your input. And I don't want you to think that my response in that moment was to your questions. It was my own inner reaction to what was going on and my disappointment that I didn't have the answers to your questions immediately and I, I would have preferred to be that way versus having to get back to you because I I have done the work and it just seemed like I couldn't you know relay it in that moment and that became frustrating to me not what you were saying right so that way I also let my advisor know that I need I still want him to speak up and to not be nervous or tiptoe around me when it comes to difficult or actually challenging things that are going to happen in my program and and while I progress and then I had one more advisor she doesn't live um she lives in California so I said to her I sent her an email like because she couldn't see what was going on she just heard silence she was like you know um you can what did she say I, I said to her you know I want to acknowledge what happened and you know it wasn't the professional behavior that I like to exhibit and it and I'll be making strides to make sure it does not happen again and she was super supportive everyone was super supportive but that was kind of the follow-up I didn't necessarily apologize for crying I just acknowledged what happened let's acknowledge it I'm not gonna cut we're not gonna just ignore it this happened um I don't want this is what I want to do moving forward I don't want this to change the way that you all behave with me you know I just had a bad day and so really that's all it came to was like the emotions of being on this like super high of like enjoying myself coming and feeling like everything crashed down because I had a bad meeting and having to combat that negative self-talk with my crew and thinking about what else could be true and then again addressing it in a professional way with the people that that happened around and so to keep things moving forward I feel like this happened the first week of November and I don't feel like I've things have changed or relationship dynamics have shift shifted in my relationships with my advisors and so that is kind of the um final piece about dealing with these sticky situations that can come up uh while you're in school and and it might even be school related that you might end up tearing up in cl- in a meeting, right? Like there are a lot of things that can be going on, you know, with family members or your personal life, you know, that can really just sometimes come up at the least opportune time. And so I just wanted to kind of equip you with some responses and some um, help for those sticky moments and those emotional moments in grad school 
So um, the last thing I want to talk about, I'm almost done, I promise, is just some goals I have for, oh yeah, last thing, sorry. Last thing as far as in the future, if you are, if it's like a travel, one thing I did learn, if I am traveling, I will not have, in my, and I get back on a Monday and my meeting is like really close, I will make my meeting um, one day or two days after I return. That way I can get back in the swing of things. Don't know what I was thinking. But I was trying to be like, I'm everything. I can do it all. I can party. I can get up and do a meeting the same day. Maybe that could be true in the future, but not that particular weekend. And so I think I'll put into practice, um, again, giving myself a little bit of a day or two after personal travel to recollect and get back in the groove before I have meetings. Okay. And you might want to consider the same. So last thing, just like some short goals um, that I just want to jot down for 2019. Um, I'll be doing a couple more episodes this month. January, as I said, is my comprehensive exam. So I think I'm going to be taking a break in January just so I can get through that, kind of get some more content um, in, in the pipeline for you all. And um, just kind of let you know, I guess, some of my goals on the academic side, I've like I said I'm in the draft of one paper and I need to finish the second paper so I'm hoping to submit two papers for publication next year in 2019 and also um I also want to present like I say three or four times uh this new work that would be like so awesome also I recognize it is time for me to have a to start networking I know I've talked about it before that networking not a fan I do struggle with networking, um, but I think I am coming around to the idea of like, I can build authentic, genuine relationships with people and I don't have to be um, every, you know, three or four days I talked to this person. I guess I felt like networking was not genuine because of like the weird time, um, the timing of it like you know how often do you talk to this person what do you do and so me becoming more comfortable with like establishing the relationship and then touching base and just kind of keeping that connection warm has I'm finally there and so I really want to focus on um, building a network because I'm in a field where I don't I'm not from this field or from this space and so I don't have any real network in within the industry and I need a job in two and a half years. So I want to have some really great um, people that will advocate and help me navigate this space that um, can be allies or advocates or, you know, mentors, all of that, all of the above. Next for the podcast, I want to collaborate with um, other academic creatives uh, my goal is to do six kind of collaborative projects or presentations with people. Oh, that would be so awesome. Um, over the course of 2019, I want to meet you all in person. Um, I don't know in what form that will look like yet. And I am really like pressed to do this, but that's kind of like on my goal list of meeting listeners and followers in person. And then lastly, I really want to personally help 50 listeners and followers in their grad school journey, you know, whether you're applying or you're in pre-dissertation phase. So if you're like a master student writing your thesis, um, anything but like pretty much ABD, I want to support you and help you like on a one-on-one sort of way. And so that is my goal. Those are my goals for 
the podcast. And that's that's really it. That's the end of this episode. Thank you all for listening. Um, you all know how you can reach me. It'll be on the outro. And I will talk to you guys next week. Remember, grad school tough, but you're tougher. Bye. Hi, Alante again. I really want this project to be a resource for my fellow people of color and women in grad school. So if you have any questions or requests for topics, shoot me an email at alante at strengthsnotstrikes.com. That's A-L-L-A-N-T-E at strengthsnotstrikes.com. Please remember to subscribe and review and share with your other friends in grad school. Thank you.